It is episode number 13. Hope you've enjoyed the story so far. And if you're new, we welcome you. And hope you listen to other episodes after this one, of course. This is the place where we highlight so-called ordinary people doing some inspiring things that have a profound impact on wildlife. And the podcast is brought to you by Northern California Water Association. Today's story is titled, The Farmer Who Defied His Father. And now, a story you haven't heard. A thick white smoke filled the air, and Charlie took a moment to soak in what was about to happen. Here was the former small-town farm boy with one of the biggest action movie stars in history, who now also happened to be the governor of California. Arnold Schwarzenegger recently came into office with a decree to mix it up inside the big white dome. Charlie was about to see firsthand how the new governor planned to do just that. If only his father could see him now. Charles R. Hoppen Jr., who went by Ross, drove an oil truck around the Sacramento Valley making deliveries to farmers and ranchers for most of his life. It's a job that the elder Hoppen would remain loyal to, other than a break to serve in the Army during World War II until the day he would retire. See, Ross was a man of principle. He tended to live life frugally. Gambling or taking big chances was not in his nature, which is why after the Second Great War, it was a bit surprising to see Ross purchase land for farming. With money from the GI Bill in hand, Ross would team up with his friend Les Means to purchase 280 acres of farmland in the Sutter Basin. The duo grew primarily rice and safflower, which were two crops that thrived in the area due to ideal soil and weather patterns. Although Ross never really wanted to be a farmer, he saw it as an additional income to help provide a better life for his family. He wanted his son to go to college and then on to a successful career outside of agriculture. As a mobile oil distributor, Ross saw the downsides of the industry. He witnessed families struggle to pay their oil bills. Witnessing those hardships, shaped his view of agriculture, and so he wanted Charlie to find another pathway in life. Charlie, well, he didn't follow traditional courses set before him. At a young age, Charlie was a go-getter. While he surely didn't look it, at 12 years old, he was working on a glass-bottom boat in a Monterey Bay marine garden. His size and stature allowed him to pass as a 16-year-old, the required number of years to have lived one's life before you could become an oarsman. And then... When he came back home to Woodland for school, Charlie could be found driving tractors and irrigating fields. In short time, he even landed on his godfather's cattle ranch, building fences and performing other mundane chores fit for young ranch hands. Ross saw those jobs just fine for a kid trying to earn a few dollars, but it surely wasn't a career. He felt so strongly about it, in fact, that Ross offered to pay tuition and gas money if Charlie would attend California State University Chico. Charlie obliged, but there was always something that pulled him into farming and ranching. While at Chico, Charlie started working as a sheep herder. He would bring his flock into fields to help cut down weeds on the rice checks. Charlie and his sheep were efficient and cost-effective for landowners. Demand grew, and the college student soon found himself out on the fields with the sheep more often than with his books inside the classroom. 
By his senior year, Charlie and the college stopped seeing one another altogether. Charlie just couldn't see himself in class any longer. His flock grew, and then after adding a few cattle to the lot, Charlie left Chico at the end of his senior year, just a few credits shy of graduation. This disgusted the elder Hoppin. Not able to understand why his son had gone against the advice he had bestowed upon him, Ross nearly disowned his son. The divide would only grow larger as Charlie turned his focus to raising cattle full-time. By 1983, Charlie was $380,000 in the hole with the bank. And then it got worse. Ross passed away less than a decade later. Burning Charlie inside was that his father only knew of his son's financial hardship. The turnaround was about to come. And what a brilliant reversal it would be. Now in control of his father's farm, in addition to several thousand acres of rented land, Charlie was on the up and up. Charlie was planting a seed that would eventually change it all. But in a bit of irony, it was a fruit without seeds that would provide the ultimate boon for the Hoppin family. Yep, seedless watermelons. The summertime staple would make the family one of the most successful growers in the entire Sacramento Valley. Soon, they owned everything free and clear, which of course was something Ross wanted all along for his family. As the farm continued to thrive, Charlie looked to make a difference elsewhere. He was elected to the Board of Farmers Rice Cooperative in the early 90s and was immediately fascinated with all the aspects of a large grower-owned cooperative, especially the political side. He soon realized that the political cess for agriculture required relationships with politicians on both sides of the aisle. Things took another turn in 2001 when he played a vital role in getting a bill passed that would provide tax relief to farmers in California who purchased fuel and farm-related parts and machinery for their fields. The hard-fought battle over the bill, which passed just on a thin margin, made him realize that everyday people could make a difference just if they applied themselves. This spurred Charlie to improve his network on both sides of issues as he met with farmers, landowners, conservation groups, and water district members Charlie began to build a strong coalition of water users that would serve useful in the near future. By listening and engaging with the different stakeholders, Charlie curated a unique understanding of the complexities each group faced. It ultimately set him up for something that just a few years prior, he had not given a single thought to. In what was considered the ultimate long shot, Charlie submitted an application become a board member of the State Water Resources Board. 25 people applied, many with years of political or conservation experience. It just didn't seem possible that a farmer from the Sacramento Valley would be appointed. It's 2006, and we're back at the Hyatt Hotel with cigar smoke swirling. The question he knew was coming was bestowed upon him. Governor Schwarzenegger wanted Charlie to serve on the State Water Resources Board, a position no farmer had ever held before. The State Water Board enforces policy on water quality and water rights throughout California, you see, and Charlie worked to implement practical solutions to a web of complex regulations. Part of the task was to reevaluate how water is allocated for farms, cities, and wildlife. One of the major controversial issues of water management continues to be the effects 
it has on endangered species. Charlie believed we had to rethink how our efforts for one species might impact another. He wanted to look at the complete ecosystem. Charlie would become the chair of the board in 2009 and wound up holding that position until his voluntary retirement in 2013. Seen as a tough but fair board member and negotiator, Hoppin was revered by many on both sides of the issues. But even with all that he has accomplished, it is sad to know that the one man who so desperately wanted success for his son will never see what Charlie has become. Ross Hoppin wasn't there to witness Charlie turn the farming business around. He didn't get to see his son return to school for those final few credits to graduate, and he even missed the time Chico State recognized Charlie as a distinguished alumni. While the senior Hoppin may have felt a bit of heartbreak in the years before he passed away, today, Charlie has surely surpassed any expectations a father could have dreamed up for his son. To be able to see the lasting impact Charlie Hoppin is leaving is something Ross never would have imagined, but is surely something he would be proud of. And that is a story you haven't heard.